Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 17 of the Yardback Sports Podcast. Today, we're giving our backyard briefing picks as usual. We'll be recapping the divisional round in the NFL playoffs last weekend, and we're playing a little game at the end called To the Booth. So, thank you all for listening, and let's go. All right, what's up, boys? We're back. Another week. Yes, sir. Another How you guys week. doing? I'm doing all right. Browns lost. Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Had a fun weekend watching football this late into January. So, absolutely love that. Um, and, uh, yeah, like Sean said, you know, doing good. Good, yeah. good, good to be back on here with you boys. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we're going to talk about this later, but as disappointing as this Browns loss was, remember a couple couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I had the, my bonfire was I hate January. It's always like yeah. the longest month. It's the worst. Oh, it's that's really right. Depressing. Yeah. The, 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 the Browns got me through 19 days of it. So, like, I love that. That's winning. I love that, man. So, that, that's winning football. Good teams win, great teams cover, and the Browns just covered for me. So, that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Fronty. Oh, Free you money, know, baby. You know, funny. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said funny. I was like, what's so funny yeah. about that? <laughs> funny. So, Put it on it. next merch that's coming out. Funny. Funny. So um, Monday, I, I start my eight weeks paid parental leave from work. Oh, nice. Cool. So I'm off work starting Monday for eight weeks. Oh, some so extra yard back contact about to be coming. Extra, yeah, uh, what are you yeah. going to do? Dude, I have no idea. Like, take care I of the kids. Take, yeah, that's probably <laughs> I mean, um, probably cook because I was been made clear by my wife that if I don't cook, I'm dead. So if we want to keep yard back going, I got to cook. So recipes are welcome. All right. I got you. I got some good college recipes. I'm just like going to make salad. Quesadillas. Salad. Salad every salad. night. Salad. You just don't see <laughs> yeah, pizzas. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Hello, chicken nuggets. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just some dino nuggets. <laughs> Nolan's Gogurts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dude, Gogurts go hard, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's move into the backyard briefing. Start with the Bev cart. Sean, what are you sipping on this week? All right, so I'm not sipping on breaking laws here, okay? I'm not doing that. I'm sipping on the the entirety of it. Did you see that the dude was living in Chicago's airport for three months? Oh, what? <laughs> three months. He was living in Chicago's airport. He had a layover, so he went from – he was going to India. He went from L.A., to Chicago, and then I guess my man just made like a game time decision and was like, nah, and just stayed in Chicago's airport. Was living off of like the kindness of people. I read in one article buying them food and stuff. And I guess I don't know. You gotta sell it because like if I, I would I would have went up to security and be like, oh, you got a beggar over there in like Terminal Forty Three. <laughs> like you might want to go check that out, security guard. But I don't know, man. Dude, that's wild. Three that's, months. Three that's months. smart though. I mean, an airport's like a little city. Most of them, you know, especially Chicago's got a nice airport. So that's like a, you got food. I don't think I've ever been to Chicago's. Yeah, I've never been to Chicago's airport. I don't know if I have, but I feel like it's got to be a good night. I think it's called O'Hare Airport. It is O'Hare. It is O'Hare. I don't think I've ever flown there. If you didn't read the story and you didn't know, like, that's impressive. You know that's O'Hare Airport. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, like, you're a nerd. (laughs) No. No, that's... I've been to a couple of different airports. I haven't been to Chicago. It's my favorite airport is Detroit, I think. They have like a little trolley up top. It's Could like, you live in Detroit's airport, do you think? 
kid. Dude, I think you can live in any airport. If you really <laughs> think about it. You can't. I don't think you can name a better place to live for three months undetected. Besides, maybe like a train station. Like maybe a train station. Yeah, but but, but that's definitely not as like luxurious like amenities it's not like a oh, yeah, no. luxurious because apparently and he was inside too because it was the layover so he didn't have to go through like he wasn't outside of security he was in he was yeah, in he was the in, airport he was in the airport yeah yeah that's crazy that's impressive i i wonder if they're gonna like sign him up you know how if you have like a, a hacker that the fbi like signs on yeah it's like the anti-terrorist units like hey we need you to join the task force. Let us know how you did this. Yeah, because you, 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 know yeah, you know how to like infiltrate and like uh, be behind enemy yeah. lines and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I read a bunch of things that it was just, it was saying he was scared to take the flight to India because of COVID. So I guess like, but he thought living he thought living in the airport yeah that's was a better solution <laughs> I, I don't think he thought it through so <laughs> well he, I mean, he did not. something for three months so shout out to him three months man do you think he had like a stall he used every time like that's his shitter probably dude i mean he, i was <laughs> i yeah i i, I, I do, I do yeah, the same like... <laughs> when, when, when i when i go to work if i go to the bathroom i go to the same stall every single time yeah, absolutely I, like, you know he he knew there was like a certain bathroom that nobody used and like terminal d last gate nobody was in there and you know yeah. he'd like take his little walk down there newspaper yeah. in hand yeah i like to think that because i mean if you don't <laughs> if you man. don't have like your stall in a place where you work or something i don't know man that's weird to me yeah like, no. I, go in, I go in and if someone's in there there's like i think like five five six where i work downstairs and if someone's in the one i want I get pissed. I'm yeah, like, it ruins my day. Uh, it throws I'll me come, off. I'll, I'll come back later. Like, <laughs> I just, like, I wait till that one's free. That's my beauty of working from home. I just use my shitter all the time. <laughs> there you go. That's Around true. Clock. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no interruptions. Yeah. <laughs> all right, kind of. What's your bev cart? All right, so I got two this week. Uh, first one is I know you guys have seen it, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. But the video of of that guy on social media who always does the LeBron videos, pretend yep. to be LeBron with his teammates, yeah. cracks me up. This last one was so funny. It was all based of because, you know, Harden got traded to the Nets and, and this guy is pretending to be LeBron James and he's yelling at his teammates saying, I'm 36, I'm 36. How, why are there still super teams being built? I'm 36, I'm not Thanos. That was a quote that was amazing. That's hilarious. Uh, and the best part about all of it was he's been making these LeBron videos for a while now. Uh, and finally, LeBron kind of recognized one. So I was watching all the reactions of, of this guy reacting to LeBron, reacting to his post. And it was just really cool seeing how, how excited he was. Um, and it's just so funny how LeBron – LeBron did not deny the fact that this video was 100% true. Like another super team. First the Celtics, then the Spurs. Yeah. Or the Spurs throughout his time. Yeah. And then you had the Warriors, obviously. And now you got – subsequently the Nets. Uh, so it's just so funny. And then you even got Kawhi and Paul George that teamed up. But then, you yeah. get, I mean, LeBron teamed up with his own people. But it's just so funny how LeBron just loved the video. And you could definitely tell he was alluding to the fact that he's like, this guy's kind of right. Like, you really had a team up Harden and KD, like two of the best offensive talents we've ever seen. With Kyrie yeah. also. Don't forget yeah, Kyrie. With Kyrie. <laughs> so that, that's – I love that. I was sipping on that. Um, we got to get that guy in the podcast at some point. That dude's funny. Yeah, we do. Um, the second thing I'm sipping on, now, you guys know Gucci Man is my role model. Like, top three. It's like Lil Dicky, Gucci Man, Chris Pontius, right there. <laughs> and what? What? 
Why are those your three idols? <laughs> Chris Pontius? <laughs> He's actually my cousin, funny story. Uh, Chris Pontius? Yeah, the great dude. Uh, so, as you guys know, I've talked a lot about Gucci Man this podcast. Actually, Gucci. when I started this podcast, I was reading his autobiography, and it expired, inspired me to be a CEO, be a boss-ass bitch, and do my thing, right? Burr. So after I read that, my, my sister-in-law actually bought me the second book, Gucci Man's Guide to Greatness. It was like an autobiography follow-up, but more of like a guide to his greatness and how he got to where he is. For those of you who don't know the Gucci transformation story, it is outstanding. It is amazing. It is like top five greatest stories of all time. Um, it's, a, it's a great story. So I started reading it finally today. And I am so motivated to take this podcast <laughs> and this Yardback Sports to the next level. It's not even funny. So people watch out. I want to give you guys a quote. And I'll be giving you guys quotes every episode because they're that good. The first quote I have for you guys from Gucci Man's Guide to Greatness. You are either practicing to quit or you are practicing to win. I actually That's screwed okay. up that quote. That's not the quote, actually. Can we cut that last? Can we cut that, Nolan? All right, we'll cut it. Yeah, just go. Just go for right now. All right. So the quote that I'm giving you guys this week is you are either practicing quitting or you are practicing winning. Love it. Love That's it. Deep. That's Love deep. it. I mean, Gucci. it's that Gucci. simple. Like, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis? It's that simple. You're quitting or winning. One or you're the other. You're quitting or winning. You're practicing one of each. And I'm, I'm going to join Gucci Man, and I'm going to practice to win every day. So stay tuned, it. people. It's, yeah. it's Yardback Top 10 coming for you. So I think uh, I think we need a Gucci quote of the week to kick off the episode from now on. So to kick off we'll, the episode, yeah, yeah, every single week, Gucci quote of the week. Right, we'll, okay. uh, we'll make that the next segment because we need we need we need some of that in our lives. Yeah, yeah make sure we, you tag him in this episode so we can get him yeah. on. Yeah, let's get oh, Gucci on for sure, dude. <laughs> let's get Gucci on. <laughs> Gucci. One day we're gonna hit with this, and like this, someone random is just gonna be like, "Yeah, I'll get on with these dudes," and it's oh, gonna be yo, wild. It's gonna be like, like what? Like, like, all right, let's go check if this account's real, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, hold on, though. Before we move on, when did you realize Chris Pontius was in your top three idols? Like, oh, I mean, the first time I was ever watching Jackass when I wasn't supposed to in, like, what, fourth or fifth grade those came out for me? Yeah. But Chris Pontius, why not Knoxville? Bam. Chris Pontius. I never liked Bam. Chris personally. Pontius saw an opportunity and took it. That guy was the truck driver for the stunt men and like stunt things of Jackass. And they needed a guy to do wiener stunts. <laughs> and guess who volunteered? Chris Pontius was the wiener guy. The Saw an opportunity, guy. took it by the balls, and went with it. Literally. Quite literally, he did. <laughs> it's so funny that dude, Chris Pond, <laughs> Little Dicky, which I, you know, you can, I like Little Dicky a lot. I, you know, he's a hard one. Funny worker. dude. Yeah, like, great show. Dave's a great, great show. Great show. No, knows what he wants. Gucci, I can get it. <laughs> Just me Chris Pond. Chris Pond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's lived his life. Yeah. All right. Man. My Bev cart is the fact that uh, TikTok helped me rediscover this song. Your picture, I'm coming with you, dear Maria. Count me in. This is story. Oh my god, this one goes so hard. Sean, Dude, me and Sean song- were jamming to this before we started recording. Yeah, this song goes hard, bro. Like, yeah, it gets me hyped up, dear Maria. Uh, count me in. Oh my god, this song never. Goes- I've seriously never heard it, dude. That's 
I haven't. I, I'm I'm being dead honest. I've never heard that song. Well, you're missing yeah, out. Well, his phone is just all Gucci. That's it. Yeah, yeah just Gucci. Like, <laughs> and then like a Chris Pontius like oral <laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I've never heard that song. I've, I've when you guys were singing, I was like trying to hear it. I was just like, it sounds like someone's banging a trash can. No, nah, dude. dude. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a big punk rock guy. Like I never have been, but like, there's certain songs that just go hard. No, that like you know when, when did that song come out? Like it's something about those early two thousand. Yeah, early two thousand. You know, that stuff that, that, that uh stuff hit different back then, man. Well, I love the Sum Forty One, like those Some, popular Sum Forty One songs. Yeah, oh, some Papa Roach, some Papa Roach, yeah, get some Papa Roach, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. We're by very, very this musically. This is my last resort. Yeah. Subligation. No breathing. <laughs> We're very musically diverse uh, podcast here. Uh, yeah. We should keep it that way. Except yeah, that, that was crazy. I don't, I don't if, you if you would have told me that we would just talk about Gucci Man, mm-hmm. Chris Pontius, Lil Dicky, and then Dear Maria Count Me and By All Time Low all in the span of five minutes, I, I'd just be like, what? I know. No way. Con- that podcast. sounds like. Hey, right. Yeah. That's your that's Connor's uh playlist. I bet it's like Gucci, Lil Dicky, Chris Pontius Wiener Slaps. Yeah. And then it's like and then it's back to Gucci again. Uh, whatever, Gucci. Man. All, right. All right, let's move on to the bonfire show. We're still in the bonfire this week. So I'm a huge Marvel fan, right? Not so much comics. I'll never sit here and be upset that movies didn't follow the comics. That's just not me. Didn't was I'm not a huge, I'll be upfront, not a big comic guy, right? Yeah. Um, but the movies, the Marvel movies, the Marvel cinematic universe, I love it. Love everything. I watch every video. I've watched every movie probably like three times each. Um, but Friday WandaVision came out on Disney plus and I thought it was so underwhelming. I thought it was so bad. People were giving it great reviews, but I think this is a series that's meant to binge watch. I don't think it's meant for a week to week thing. So I think it'll get better. I trust Marvel. They've never let me down, right? It's the reason why they're that big. But I don't know, man. I just watch videos recapping it. And, like, there was, like, stuff in, like, wallpapers, like uh, the cities from Age of Ultron and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to dive that far into these Easter eggs. Sometimes it's, like, just make it simple. Like, you don't got to go this far into it. It's just too in-depth, man. I I fell asleep on the second one. I was out. Out. Yeah, I've never really been a big Marvel fan, honestly, so I can't really relate too much. But well, then, what do you watch? Why do you not watch Marvel, dude? I've just never been a big like superhero movie guy. Like, like don't get me wrong. If so, who would like, you be if you were a superhero? Who would you be? Like, you don't even have that, dude. No, I don't. <sighs> I never thought about that. It's like you know, if if you were like, yo, Nolan, we're gonna watch Superman tonight or Iron Man or whatever else Marvel movie. Like, right, Did back. you just say Superman's a Marvel movie? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't uh, know. Let's move on. I don't let's know superheroes. On. Let's move on. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. It's just not. It's not exciting for me. I don't. I don't need. I, I don't care. They're wow. not exciting. Like, yeah, they got funny. Like, not funny, but like cool action scenes and whatnot. Like, I'm never gonna search them out myself. Wow, I'm a little floored here. You, you also hated Snoop Dogg last week, so I don't want to hear I didn't, I didn't yeah, hate yeah, true. No, 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 no. You hated Snoop I did, Dogg. I hated that he was everywhere I turned around. Everywhere. And he no, was on this, no, Corona this is, commercials. No, you're, no. It's everywhere. Hey, what's, up, what's up, Playa? What's up, It's Playa. <laughs> like, he's everywhere. But yeah, so oh, well. I'm not a big Marvel, Marvel movie or superhero movie guy, and I'll probably get crucified for that because I know most people are, but... You know what? I'm sticking to my guns. I'm standing my ground. 
But what do you watch? Like the, the Hobbit. The Hobbit. I mean, Lord, no. Are you I don't Lord even, of the Rings. No, I'm not. I don't watch. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I never seen a Harry Potter either. I've never. That's what I'm saying. I've never seen Harry Potter. I've never seen that. Twilight. No, no, no. How, that's not the same road. Yeah, I know. It just popped <laughs> in my head. <laughs> what? Twilight just popped in my head, so I had to say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Twilight? What are you throwing here about? 50 Shades of Grey? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no one's a fan of 50. Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right. I'm a, let's move on to my bonfire. Bring us some baseball. We can finally get into some sports. After yeah. I don't, we've been t- I mean, we can do a whole entertainment podcast. We got. Yeah, we, we haven't talked about sports once. <laughs> Uh, so my bonfire, first one, I got two really quick ones, both baseball. Um, first one, I saw Babe Ruth's swing the other day on Twitter, and it's, it's in the bonfire. I, I don't understand how he's one of the greatest players of all time. That swing just looks so subpar and, and interesting. Um, just comparing it to guys nowadays, like the power you see in their swings, I don't know if it's the videos of Babe Ruth that they're just that old. But his swing looks like it, it wouldn't even hit like a pitching wedge 120 yards. That's how no, weak it I looks. I agree. Don't at me. He's an all-time great, but uh, Nolan, what do you got to say about Dude, him? I was going to say, like, they just played against, like, milkmen and off-duty firemen, so that's probably why. <laughs> They're just throwing meatballs down the plate. But I, I, I will say, though, they had some crazy names back in the day. We could do a whole podcast on just, like, baseball names. It's, it's yeah. like Pee Wee Reese. It's just so funny. That's a pretty dank name, actually. But yeah. but yeah, dude, I'm no, I'm with you, man. It's no, that should be your new nickname on your P- podcast personality, Pee Wee P- Reese. P- I'd love that. I'll, I'll be, gladly go by Pee Wee Reese. That's <laughs> sick. Uh, the second MOB uh, note that's going in the bonfire. Not sure if you guys saw this story or not. This story is not going to the bonfire. The reaction to it is. So Jared Porter, the Mets GM, who just traded for Francisco Lindor, um, got fired today because he sent some nude photos to like a foreign reporter about six years ago. And it's all surfacing now, uh, but that's not what I want to throw in the bonfire, even though that deserves to be in the bonfire. What I'm throwing in the bonfire is I turned up, get up this morning, expecting to watch some basketball highlights, highlights or football highlights. And instead of seeing that as my first thing on ESPN, I have to listen to Jeff Passan. Do you guys know who Jeff Passan yep. is? Yep. He's just like, he's awkward to listen to talk. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And I have to listen to this guy and I talk about contracts and I talk about trades. He comes out and just is reading these text messages that Jared Porter, this guy solicited to this woman unsolicited. And he quote for quote said the word bulge multiple times. And he also said penis multiple times on ESPN get up this morning. So Jeff Passan saying penis and bulge is my bonfire of all bonfire. On Get Up. I don't want to listen to Jeff Pass and talk about penises and bulges on Get Up in the Morning with Mike Greenberg. It's the last thing I want to hear when I wake up in the morning. That's, yeah. That whole story, if you'd like get into it, is just very like interesting. Cause like apparently, like when he sent that picture, apparently it was like some weeks when she hasn't answered him. Yeah. yeah like he, there was, was like, like there was six, some... 62 unread messages before he sent that picture. So yeah. was my man just like, Fuck it, and just like, oh my god! And there were horrible pictures. Like, guys, everybody out there, <laughs> stop sending weird wiener pics. Yeah, stop it. Just especially unsolicited abs, ones, dude. Yeah, un- just like make sure he, abs are in it. Yeah, here, here's a, here's a golden rule: just don't send them. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. Uh, if, especially if, if it's just the wiener itself. <laughs> if you're if you're yeah. with if you're with a woman. 
you you'll see her in person, right? Like just, 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 don't, send just don't send it. Just and if you're not, it. just don't send it. It's that simple. Like it's just so. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, that's that story. The more you read into it, more it's like yeah. Um, yeah, there was a. Yeah, I think yeah. Sports Illustrated is the one that made like a big uh, article on it, and you could read all the text there, which you know it's disgusting. But I agree. Hearing uh, Jeff Passan say those words is probably not the oh, greatest way to start off. Oh my like it's so hard to listen to that guy talk. And he always has a good. He's a good baseball reporter. I'll give him that. But listening to him talk is so hard. And the fact that I heard him say like penis and balls multiple times. Kind yeah, of that's boring. yeah, that's just tough. Mm-hmm. Stuff. All right, my bonfire. My bonfire is just fans thinking they're smart, and this really just comes from uh, Pat Mahomes got injured this weekend, which we'll we'll talk about later. Um, and Mac Wilson's hit the Browns linebacker. People were on Twitter calling for Mac Wilson's head, saying that it was a dirty hit. And when people were like responding back, like, "No, dude, like it's just unfortunate," you know, he like. If you saw the hit, he kind of grabbed him by the neck a little bit and like brought him down. It wasn't, it did not seem malicious at all. And like Mac Wilson even tweeted about it and Pat Mahomes, like, it's all good, brother. But then people are still tweeting back saying, like, no, it's dirty. Bro, are you on the field? Do you, are, are you Mac Wilson? Are you Pat Mahomes? Like, what are you talking about? It's dirty. Like, these are two dudes that literally just like made up. It's like, it's all good, dude. Like, it's football. It's just an, it's a bad hit that was just unfortunate. And people are like, no, it's dirty. Dude, I just hate people. I hate fans. Yeah. I, I think, think they're smart. I don't think by any chance that was, a, there was no way that was a dirty hit. And people are just reacting based off of the result of Mahomes. If Mahomes got up, and walked away. No one talked it about wouldn't, it. it would, yeah. No one would talk about it. Same thing like Rashard Higgins got up and walked away, but that was a dirty hit. But if he would have been dead on the ground, oh my, yeah. Or if like, he would have stumbled like Mahomes, everyone would have been like, wow, that dude's a dirty player. Hmm. It's just because Mahomes got no way. No way did I even once think that was a dirty hit. Yeah, I think no people, don't, people don't understand. It was, it was like third and two, and they ran – uh, uh, they had a design QB run from Mahomes, which is your $500 million quarterback is going to run a, uh, a QB draw on third and two. All right, Andy Reid, you might want to relax, dude. Uh, yeah. But again, it was, it was a two-yard run. Mac Wilson's at the, at the first down marker. He's got to stop Mahomes then when he can. Mahomes kind of like turtled up a little bit to like try to get that first down, and it's just yeah. unfortunate. So That's all it was. The people are just talking like they're on the field, bro, and they hear these players. Like, I mean, he yeah, didn't even hit his head. He didn't even well, he didn't even hit his head on it. So that's an interesting thing. Like we we watched the highlight over and over again. Me and my buddies that were at the bar getting buckets. Nice. And th- it was so weird because you didn't see like any forceful contact. Yeah. And I was still confused until today, and then I I tuned into our favorite show, The Herd. Oh jeez. And he had Jay Glazer on, and Jay Glazer has like some UFC background, and he goes. People are misunderstanding that, like, he didn't get a concussion because he's passing concussion protocol as of today. What happened was Mac Wilson just caught him on the artery and on his way to the ground cut off the artery flow and actually choked him out, and that's why he got up all woozy. Yeah, so makes that's sense. the running theory I'm behind. I don't think yeah. he has a concussion. I think he just got his – like, he just got knocked out. Severely, like, like very knocked out. For a couple seconds. So I think he'll be back against Buffalo. We can talk about it yeah. later because if he's not back, back against Buffalo – yeah, it's going to be a stinky game. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But, yeah, I'm just sick of fans thinking they know what they're talking about. You know, it's just like you're not on the field, bro. You're like, ah, whatever. All right, let's move on to the back shoulder fade. Sean, what's your back shoulder fade this week? 
I'm going to keep it vague, but I love it. There's, there's going to be a big NBA deal coming up here, and I think it's going to be centered around the Sixers. That's all I'll say. I just I got a feeling there's a big trade coming up. If it's not NBA, it could be baseball or football. I just think there's a big trade in the work somewhere. It could be Deshaun Watson. Something is coming soon where it's a big mega trade where it's going to give us a ton of content. Speaking of that, you see Philly was going to send Ben Simmons in that package with for James Harden, but the Nets Appar- never, or the, the Rockets never called them back. Yeah, but apparently it was done. Like, apparently it was yeah. sealed. The paperwork was, was in. If I'm Ben Simmons, oh, I'm at the crib. That's you know, what I'm saying. You're going to trade me. Yeah, dude. The fact that that got leaked out, oh, my yeah. God. Mail it in. Simmons is out of here this year. There's yeah, no way yeah. you can keep him after that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just think, yeah. So, as a whole, I think there's a big trade in the works. In the next seven days, by the time we record next, something big will happen. I like it. I hope so, That's- man. I'm, I'm in for that. I, I love just, you know, groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that leaves me in uh, my back shoulder fade, uh, which which might solidify Sean's back shoulder fade. But Kyrie Irving needs to get traded for some depth on that Nets team. Uh, mm. KD and James Harden, they don't need any more offensive help. Uh, I don't. Uh, Kyrie's going to come back, and I just don't think he's going to be happy with his playing time. Yeah. Not even his playing time, just his shots that he's going to get up. I think you trade Kyrie for another shooter and a defender. You got Joe Harris. Get another shooter around those guys. I and it's it's tough to say because I absolutely love Kyrie Irving. We talked about it last week. I'm one of his biggest fans because of what he did here in Cleveland and my ability to work fools with him in 2K, especially yeah. Cal Schneid. Um, so I just I I think that a trade needs to happen there. I don't know if it will. I think they'll give him some time to try and figure it out. But I think if I'm the Nets, I'm looking to dish out Kyrie Irving. Uh, unfortunately, his trade value went down, but. You got to flip him for somebody. I don't. To me, that would be that's bigger than the scale I was thinking, man. That's that would be a massive trade to me. That would be massive news, just because it's. I mean, now you got a a guy like Kyrie on on four going on his fourth team if he gets traded, going on his fourth team, and we we have some recent issues with him, you know, about going going rogue and stuff. But like, that would be crazy. Yeah, I think it's. Go ahead, Norm. I say I think it's really interesting. Um, think about it though. So last year's super team, obviously the Lakers, but the Clippers too, with Kawhi and PG. And now let's say they the Nets do trade Kyrie. Now you're going to the playoffs with James Harden and Kevin Durant. Now I, I want to ask you guys, who do you think is the better duo, KD and Harden or Kawhi and PG? And you look at it, Kawhi and KD are both champions. They're both dudes that you know you could lead them to a championship. They can lead you to a championship. And then Harden and PG are kind of guys that are like they kind of don't show up when it matters. Like, like which duo do you think is more dangerous? Whoever's with Kevin Durant. KD and Harden, easily. I agree. Like, not, I agree. not even a question. In my opinion, not even a question. Yeah, dumb question, Nolan. Thanks for playing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next. It's okay. All right, next question then. You guys. <laughs> Speaking of the Nets trade, we know there's four teams involved, one of them being our hometown Cleveland Cavaliers. So yeah. in that trade, they actually got probably one of the, the best pieces outside of the four main ones, you had Levert, Oladipo, and Harden, obviously. And the Cavs actually got Jared Allen, who's like a young stud. He's 22 years old, so younger than all of us, except maybe Nolan. Uh, same right. age. We're both same age. Too. Yep. Jeez. And so now that the Cavs got him, there's all these rumors about Drummond's going to be gone, JaVale McGee's going to be gone, possibly Kevin Love. 
So I want to know from you guys, if we trade Andre Drummond, he's a very unique player. He could put up 20 and 20 whenever he wants. Do you see a team that he can get traded to that makes them more of a contender today than they were yesterday? Now I have an answer for this because I had a long deliberation with our good, good friend and former and fellow Glocksmith, Preston Smith about this. I want to hear from you guys. If you think there's a team Drummond can go to and make them somewhat of a contender. I'm going to go with Boston. I okay. think Boston would be a good fit for him. Um, I know they just signed Tristan, and they have Daniel Tice. But, again, you're, like you said, Drummond's a is, is a crazy player. And uh, my only worry for him, though, is that he's never not been the number one guy, which is weird for a center in today's NBA to, to, to be the number one guy. But that's how he was in Detroit, and that's how he's been in Cleveland. So it would be interesting to see him go to, like, a contender that's already got, like, you know, he's, like, the, essentially the third, fourth option. But I think Boston might work really well with him. Yeah, I was just looking, and I'm looking, and what about the Hawks? Right, they got Clint Capella out there, but he would have to, but it's on Andre to take a lesser role, right? Or he Capella wouldn't be that take guy. a lesser role. Like who, Capella, but, who's better? Yeah, you but know? they're both making a shit ton of money, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, 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 so, I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there because, I mean, if you get, if you give Trey Young two, three, Op, like in one possession, you know, two or three offensive rebounds. I mean, he's good. He's going to score. They're going to score. Yeah. That could, that could be interesting. So I'll give you two. And Nolan, the six, the Celtics are one of the ones Preston and I talked about. Yep. Because that's, that's interesting. He's like a, he's a better man's Tristan Thompson. For sure. Um, yeah. He's not going to get you 20 and 20 every night, but he can get you 20 and 20. And he like, plays damn good defense down low. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a good fit, but I'm thinking Western conference. There's two teams that I think would make a move for him to help them get a little beefed up on the interior and, and try and make a run in the West. I, if you say I, the one I, I was guess, thinking Can of. I guess? Yeah, I got two. So All right, guys, I want to guess. I'm guessing two. Portland and Dallas. Yeah, yeah, exactly those two. Hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> those, two are, those two teams, I mean, you got Dallas, who's got Luka, obviously, uh, and, and Kristaps, so he's not an interior player. So if you put a center like Drummond in there, Dallas just to, just to make another dynamic to guard and play against, that's kind of that's kind of nice. Like that's something you got to deal with. Yeah. And then if you same thing with the Trailblazers, you send them out there. You already got Robert Covington, who's a who's a stellar wing defender, three point shooter, and you got two of the best guards in the league in that backcourt. So if you put Drummond in either one of those situations, I think they take a step up to at least send the Lakers or Clippers to a six or seven game series. I'm not saying they're going to win anything with them, but I think that's what we got to look for if the Cavs are trying to deal him. It's just someone that really needs him. So that's why I was trying to think yeah. of, okay, well, who really needs Drummond to take that next step? Yeah. And I think Dallas and Portland are the two teams, Boston a close third, that could use him tomorrow to make a run this year. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely think, you know, we, we could get more into the details, you know, in another episode and whatnot. But my only worry would be, what would Portland and Dallas be willing to give up? You know, right. like – all to make the, the money top, work yeah. too. Off the top of my head – if the Cavs are going to have Andre Drummond, now while they might be desperate because he's going to probably walk the end of the season anyways, they're going to need some NBA, you know, ready to produce today talent to get it done. And do those teams who are already kind of like teetering on good, do they have the the talent to get rid of in order to make that trade? Like, that'd be my question. That's a good point. We, we could talk about a whole episode about trades in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to consider he's on an expiring contract. So would he even go to a contender or a would someone one. who's, or would someone who, um, a team that stinks want him for an expiring contract to move, you know, to free up some cap space next year? 
That could always be an option. Yeah, no, that's true. Super interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah. But I like I, I do like that though. It's gonna be interesting too, because unfortunately the Cavs probably are gonna deal him, even though he has been great for them this year, but he's just Jared Allen's twenty two, he's younger. Yeah, um, you know, great chance to grow with the young guys in the cab. So I definitely think there's going to be a trade coming very soon. And we literally got him for like a vending machine last year. Brandon Knight, John Henson. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we literally got him for like a pack of sodas. And like, when they like, got him, they were doing – they knew what they were doing. Kobe yeah, Altman yeah. knew that he was going to be a trade piece for this year. Yeah, and also I think it worked out even more perfectly because – they didn't probably didn't know Jared Allen was available until this James Harden trade came about, you know? Yeah. Like, I think they threw in Milwaukee. Lucky. Yeah. Oh, that was a great trade for the Cavs. Like, yeah, we'll throw in a Milwaukee first round or two years from now. Here we <laughs> go. We'll take, we'll, take, we'll take one of the top center yeah. prospects in the league. Yeah, Thank you. Exactly, man. Yeah, great move. But all right, my back shoulder fade. Again, NBA. I think this NBA season is going to have a more, more of an asterisk perception on it than last year did in the bubble. And I say but, that. Because we've already seen two teams get their pretty much entire week of games wiped out in Boston and Washington. And the guys like Tatum have been out for extended periods of time. Um, again, like the Wizards haven't been playing. And I think that COVID's not going to stop. It's not going to stop in the NBA. There's going to be teams, good teams, that get weeks, multiple games derailed because of this virus. And I think it might mess up the standings a little bit. It might mess up the playoffs. And I think – at the end of the day, this might be a more – if you follow NBA Twitter, the Mickey Mouse uh, playoff ring, because they call it that because it was in Dallas and it was – or not Dallas, mm-hmm. Orlando, and it was a Disney complex and whatnot. But I think this might have a more of an asterisk because I think more teams are going to be affected by it. I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, you break it down, it makes sense. I mean, because you got to worry about more than injuries this year. you got to worry about injuries and COVID because – well, I mean, how many games are they averaging a week? Two, three, right? So, I mean, yeah. someone out on COVID, if they go into a 14-day quarantine period, that's six, seven games. That's huge. Yeah, which Tatum, Jason Tatum screwed me in fantasy because he's on the COVID list, which, again, I hope he's okay. Not my main priority, but, like, he screwed me. That's your main priority. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, it's my main priority. Yeah. Like, I, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Nolan and I are facing off this week, and of course, I forgot to check yesterday, and I left yeah. like 150 points on my bench. Dude, I was pumped. I saw that. I'm like, damn, yeah, like uh, brutal. Connor's about to whoop my ass this week. <laughs> nope, forgot to, yeah, forgot I'm to like start jaw. I'm the second or third highest scorer in the league, and first day Sheesh. of the week, I had four guys on the bench. So yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's why I set my I set my lineup every single Monday. I go through set it for the whole week. I, I, I get I get that done. Or yeah, seriously, put a, put an alarm on your phone or something. All right, that is the backyard briefing picks for this week. Now let's turn to the NFL. Obviously, the main topic of discussion. We got some heartbreak this week. We're going to talk about that game last, um, build up to it. First off, we had a great game in Green Bay at historic Lambeau Field, which, by the way, I need to attend a game at Lambeau Field. That's just a side note. That um, stadium's awesome. Yeah. So Packers won 32-18. to 18. What stood out for you guys in this game? Anything special? Just one thing above all. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He just when he's, he's a locked bad in, man. When Aaron Rodgers is locked in, I, I mean, people make the game look easy, but he just makes it look easy. Yeah, man. I mean, he, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers to me is different. Tom Brady's the goat. I get it, but 
when Aaron Rodgers is locked, the only thing I can compare it to is Josh Allen. Josh Allen can throw a ball. It feels like 80 yards, and his arm barely moves. Yeah. He makes it look, like, super easy. But, like, Aaron Rodgers makes the entire game look easy. Yeah. It's just just the the definition of a – of you know when you did the cliche thing of the game slowing down for players once they get a little bit experience. Oh yeah, it's been slowed down for Aaron Rodgers for 15 years. Win or lose, it just looks so effortless. Yeah, and like I said weeks ago, he's the MVP this year, and it looks for like sure. I'm going to be right. Yeah, so sure. you know, put that on yard back top ten. Sean's always right, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know my opinions are facts, fellas. Yeah. So. Same here. Just like I said, the Rams are probably going to be the super sneaky. Super Bowl. Yeah, just like Sleepers. I said, this I said the Raiders were <laughs> were a team to watch. A dark horse Sheesh. team. Don't trust John Gruden teams down the stretch. No. Two years in a row that they've failed down the stretch. Do not trust John Gruden led teams. So the the two things I caught out of this game, um, it was over before it started. The Cooper Cup injury of him not playing. That yeah, that was along with we could talk about it later, but Taysom Hill being out with those two guys being out of their offenses. I knew it was not going to be easy for them to score, and that kind of proved true. The other thing that drove me crazy about this game is people slurp Aaron Donald so hard. You don't think you, you think you think he's overhyped? No, no. Here's what I'm saying. He he just he's a great player, but when you're in a playoff game at Lambeau Field, it's second and seven. You make a great stop. And you get an after-the-play the penalty for pulling on a guy's face, Mac. So instead of it, it goes from third and seven, they're not even in scoring range or anything, to now they're on the 25-yard line after it's only 3 nothing. That, that was a turning point in the game for me. I was like, you just you gave the Packers yeah. a chance to go up by two scores, and your measly offense – I was so I was watching that game so mad because of Aaron Donald getting all this hype, and he goes out there in the first quarter and pulls a guy down by the face mask after the whistle. I'm like, how stupid do you have to be? That is so yeah. dumb. And then he's yeah. out there crying after the game, and everyone's like, he gave it all he got. I'm like, no, he didn't. He's a he's a moron. He gave away that first like those drives in a football game are so important. I know they ended up losing by more than They're more than the, the it sets the tone. Or whatever. It's, yeah. a, it's one possession. It's a change of momentum. Everybody knows that the Packers have a really good script to start the game. So the fact that you're giving them extra plays, extra possessions, and an automatic three points by doing a stupid after-the-play penalty, yep. are you kidding me? I don't want to hear this talk about he's the greatest and all that. Whatever. I'm, I, he, he's up there, but that play was so dumb and boneheaded, and he's crying on the sideline after the game. I'm, I'm sick of Aaron Donald at that point. Put a horrible taste in my mouth for him. Miles Garrett's the best defensive lineman in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where those after the whistle things and like taunting and frustrating. It's so frustrating. And it's just like, you know, the people like I still don't know. I don't know if it happened this year, but letting the ball go before you cross the goal line, I just don't know how people still do that. Don't think it's happened this year. And but like, it, it in happened, like the traditional way of just like Deshaun like, Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. I know it I know it's happened more than once and it's unbelievable how they still do that. Yeah. How do you do that? How? So you it's like you just can't give away possessions like that in the NFL in a playoff game. Like, like the Browns, like they lost by one touchdown and, and we'll talk about it later, but those possessions are just so valuable. So to get, being the greatest player in the NFL as everybody deems you as on the defense yeah. to do that, I get off your pedestal. Yeah. And uh, one thing I was going to mention about this game, the one thing that the Packers have been missing for the last 15 years, of Aaron Rodgers is a run game. 
yesterday, or sorry, not yesterday, Saturday, their divisional game, they ran for 188 yards. That is the difference with the Packers this year, and that's why they are so dangerous. And even though in my playoff predictions I took the Bucs to go to the Super Bowl, uh, dude, if the Packers can run the ball that effectively, Aaron Rodgers is going to be, oh, my gosh. It makes the game so much easier for him. Yeah, no, you're right. That that offense is scary. It's so scary. And right now, though, it's it's funny because no one's talking about their uh, first round pick last year and how how they needed to get more weapons and this and that, right? No one's talking about yeah. Jordan Love. I mean, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, dude. I mean, no, nah, they, they did the right decision. I mean, think I about it. it they, they absolutely, if they can make make it to the Super Bowl this year, win it, and then get another two, another net one to two more years like this with Aaron Rodgers and, and Jordan bring, Love yeah, transitions seamlessly. That's fair. It, they they grand slam of a draft yeah. picking him. I will say Jordan Love is nasty in Madden for no reason. Every time you do a fantasy draft, he gets drafted. He's a starter and he's dope. Don't why know why. If you, if you do like a fantasy draft, so like every you know like obviously players get drafted, he starts and he's dirty. Couldn't tell you why. That's wild. But another uh, one more thing before we move on, uh, the Devonte Adams, Jalen Ramsey, they were talking. You know they were chirping before the game. Devonte Adams. Uh, went for nine catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. I don't know the percentage of um, where Ramsey was one-on-one with him, but – Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. Don't add me. Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback, too. Devontae. So. No, for sure. I'm with you on that. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We had Bills, Ravens. Bills take down the Ravens 17-3. to What are you guys' thoughts on that game? Uh – uh, very disappointed in the Ravens' performance. It was it was a good game. Um, I I don't know what Lamar Jackson was doing on the interception in the end zone. My theory is Johnson, the guy who intercepted it, blended into the end zone. That's my only theory yeah. because I I don't know why Lamar threw that football. And if you look at the replay from like the quarterback pocket, you can you can see how really he might have missed them. Quadruple, but quadruple right? covered. Yeah, yeah, it was third and what was it like third and goal or. From like the nine or ten, it was yeah, it was, it, yeah. They just they just covered the goal line and Greg Norman, the offense, yeah, Greg Norman, Greg, right? Greg, Greg Roman, Greg Roman, Greg Roman, yep, same, same, it's same, same, same letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he needs to get fired. Um, he proved that this year he did not know what to do with Lamar Jackson. Um, that run game is is nice, but once they got to the playoffs, like I don't know why you just abandoned the pass game at all all costs. There's no dynamic either. Yes, and I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. Greg Roman was the OC with Colin Kaepernick yeah. back in his glory days, and they, he fills it out quick. He was, the, he was the OC with Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo, yeah. and it's just he's lightning in a bottle. But once it leaves, you don't have that gimmicky offense anymore. So, so that's, is, that, that's when, once you get to the playoffs and there's better, better coaching, better players, it just doesn't work as well. So is it? Are we seeing kind of like the the ceiling for Lamar? You think? No. In Greg in Greg Roman's offense, yes. But I think if you put Lamar Jackson in an offense that's not a one trick pony or uh, like a high level high school offense, I think if you put him in one with play action, bootlegs, rollouts, something similar to the Niners, the Browns, the Packers, something yeah. that gets him out of the pocket, moving around, not just doing power QB runs and straight halfback dive 
play action. I think Lamar Jackson is, is talented enough and dynamic enough to do much better than he is, but he's yeah. been given, he's been given like a, a, a pair of pocket eight pocket eights every time he steps on the field. Yeah. He's just yeah. not given. And his wide receivers are trash, yeah. dude. That yeah, Lamar trash. Jackson, I became a fan of this year. I, I, I think he's, he's, he's so dynamic. He's so dynamic. Yeah. So the fact that I love Lamar, they're just so the, the offense is just so predictable and bad. I, I really think, he needs to go. Yeah. No, I agree. I think their 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 first pick in the draft or free agency, they got to address wide receiver. They have to because it's so bad. Hollywood Brown has been disappointing for the most part. Mark Andrews is a top five tight end, top three you could argue. Yeah. yeah. He's nasty, but they have nobody on the outside that can consistently get open, and it just the Bills took advantage of it because again, better coaching the playoffs, it, it ruins them. So 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 on that on. Look, people have said that they're going to try and go after some free agency wide receivers. You got Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. I think Chris, Chris, I think Godwin's a free agency, free agent really? also. Okay. But here's the thing in Norman's or Graham, Roman, Roman. <laughs> I don't know if I can say Norman. He's, <laughs> he's that irrelevant to me at this point. He's so bad as an offensive coordinator. He never had great wideouts in Buffalo mm-hmm. or San, San Fran, Fran. Yeah. Because. Wide receivers wouldn't want to sign up and play for them because they know they weren't a big part of the offense. Yeah. Which in today's NFL, how do you not have a wide receiver be a big part of your offense? It doesn't make sense. It's it's not sustainable. It's not no, sustainable so they, at all. They, if they're going to get a, a playmaker on the outside, they're going to have to do it through the draft because I, I don't think they're going to get one to come sign on willingly. Yeah. But uh, but some thoughts on the Bills. They haven't really been that great in the first two playoff games. But I think if you're a Bills fan, you should be encouraged because they haven't done well but they're in the AFC Championship game. Like, yeah. the Ravens dominated time of possession. And I, I don't know if you guys watched the game. I watched the game with all Bills fans, so I watched the entire thing. Including yourself. I'm not a – stop it. I'm not a Bills fan. <laughs> stop it. Mm. I'm not, dude. He's a Bills supporter, not a Bills yeah, fan. Yeah, well, Bills support. Thank you. Thank all you. Right, I've been trying right. to say this for, like, nine months. Oh, gosh. Right, you see the, the poster behind me? I, I see I woke it. up feeling dangerous. Okay. I woke up okay. feeling dangerous. All right, all right, you're right, you're Gosh, right. Gosh, man. You see those – that's a game poster from when we went like 0-16. Yeah. All right, you got poster. it. Touche, touche, touche. Yeah, come on. Don't play with me like that. But, no, what I'm saying is they have not played well at all, really. Their defense has been good, but their offense is – Josh Allen wasn't great on Saturday night. So, I think it's, it's a good sign that they're at least still at this point while they're not playing their best football because in the playoffs, you know – you kind of just got to throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks for half the time. Yeah. So that's definitely encouraging for the Bills, but also now you're playing the defending champions. Yeah. I mean, I, my biggest takeaway was Josh Allen's arm is electric. I mean, oh, I, yeah. he would stand there flat-footed, throw the ball, and I'm like, oh, cool, 10-yard slant. And, like, the ball just keeps going. I'm like, holy shit, is this like a glitch in the Matrix? <laughs> like, he just, he just threw the ball 50 yards flat-footed with three guys around them on a rope. That's my biggest takeaway. I don't care what – I know Mahomes gets credit for having the strongest arm. Without a doubt, Josh Allen has the strongest arm in the NFL. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, Josh, I – Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, um, when they needed a big play, those two figured it out. It they reminded it me out. a lot of uh, Aaron Rodgers when he had Greg Jennings. And yeah. the, the sticky situation or even uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward. Yeah. Third and long – Second and long, when they needed that first down, Stefan Diggs was catching the ball with like five feet of separation. Yeah. It was, it was like Cowherd always says, man, they are good situation, good at situational football. 
Uh, they proved that again against the Ravens. They kind of manhandled that game from start to finish. And I, I think they're going to give the Chiefs a game. But a Browns-Bills matchup would have been sick. That would have been awesome. Speaking from someone that's a Browns fan in Buffalo, that would have been sick. I, I said I was coming up to Buffalo next week if the Browns were playing the Bills. Yeah, dude, we would, have, we would have had some fun. But, uh, I would have been crashing right behind you in that room. We would probably, yeah. Yeah, we probably cuddled all night. <laughs> dude, if the Browns would have won, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I was going to say, uh, some thoughts about the Chiefs before we move on to the next game. They've looked – it's it's so weird. And I know they had Chad Henney play for the majority of the second half. But, like, they look so dominant. It's not fair. But, honestly, they were one lucky defensive play with Higgins fumbling in the end zone away from being a 16-10 game at halftime. Yeah. Like, how could they look so dominant but also, like, they're not pulling away at the same time. Yeah. That, Situationally, they're – That's what's crazy. Situationally, though, Andy Reid knows exactly what to call at all times. Yeah, that's true. And we, all right, let's let's cut before we get into all the Browns Chiefs. Let's talk about Bucks Saints first, yep. which was the uh, it was the last game of the weekend for a reason. Tom Brady, forty three years old, against Drew Brees, uh, over forty. Not exactly sure of his age. Forty one. Forty one, but yeah, his 41. last game in in this uh, for the Saints. It's it, not it, official it, yet. Am should be. It should be. He looked brutal. Um, he's done so much for that city. Him and Sean Payton turned that franchise around. I remember, Nolan, you and I watching the Saints versus Colts in the Super Bowl at the Dombeck's house back in the day. Yeah. And an onside kick at halftime that the Saints just – they were a team of destiny the year after Katrina. Done so much for that city. Um, it's, a, it's a shame that they've lost so many close playoff games over the last, what, four or five four, years? Four, this was yeah. actually the first time yeah. they haven't lost by one possession or less. Yeah. So technically they broke the streak. They lost by 10 points. Hey, let's go. Um, but I, my, my biggest takeaway from that was how cool it was. I don't know. You guys probably saw the video after the game was all over. Breeze yeah. and Brady just chopping it up. Brady knew all Breeze's kids. It was just like – it was such a such a weird video for someone like our age. Yeah, because yeah, we, we grew up, man. Like I know I'm the youngest one here. I, that's quarterbacks I grew up watching. You know, those are the legends. You yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I remember when he was on the, the Chargers. I'm the, I'm not I don't trying to be, that personally. I'm not <laughs> trying to be funny here, but Nolan, you're how old are you? 22. How how many years? What year is Tom Brady in? 20th, I think. 21st. I, mean, I think he's the 20th year, right? I mean, you don't you Probably. don't know football without Tom Brady. That that's what I'm saying, man. You like, don't Tom, know like, football. I, without I grew him. up with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Like those are like the three. Peyton obviously retired. And now Tom, like it's it's crazy to watch that video. Like I kind of got sad. That's like, yeah, oh, man. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me from that game. Is like it it was upsetting because it's, it's you know Breeze is gone. He's one of the one of the goats, man. So it'll be interesting to see what what New Orleans does. I think Jameis could be the answer. I think he stinks, but maybe I, he could be good. I think Jameis is the answer. I think he stinks, but but there, I mean, he could be good. Jameis is the answer. Give me some crab legs. Uh, give me some crab legs, and Jameis is the answer. Did you uh, just give me the finger? I did give you the finger. Jameis, <laughs> how dare you say he stinks? Jameis he is stinks. a gunslinger. He's, yeah, he he's stinks. Uh, back to the game. I, like I said earlier, once, once Taysom Hill was ruled out, I knew the Saints were going to have a hard time putting up points yeah. just because how, how lackluster Breeze is, and he's just so old and injured and – 
So when 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 Hill was out, I was like, yeah, that's going to be tough for them to score points. And as you yeah. saw, they needed Jameis Winston to get him a touchdown. Yeah, to a wide-open guy. Yeah. Also, it it is sad, though, talking about Drew Brees. If you had to guess, how many yards how, how many yards per throw do you think Brees averaged in this game? I'm going to say 4.5. Okay, Sean, what do you think? 4.7. 3.9. Oh! 3.9 yards per throw. Oh, that just I, – I saw that and made me sad. It's like, oh, <laughs> dude, you can't even – oh, that's so sad. That stinks, man. Oh, but also, I can't believe, like, Tom Brady's 43 years old, dude. Dude, he's slinging it. When is – and he's not – he threw for almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. Like, when is he going to stop being good? <laughs> I don't it's know. Crazy it's crazy to me, man. It's crazy, He's got yeah. two more – after this year, I think he's got two more left. For yeah. sure. And even then, he'll still be in the top half of the league in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah. For sure. All right. Let's move on to the last game this weekend before we start talking about next weekend. Browns-Chiefs. Somebody take it away. I don't care who. I'm just sad about it. So I'll 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 start. <laughs> I'll I'll start with a little something. Um, it stinks. It, it it hurt. I felt like that was a game we we could have won, especially late down the stretch there with Chad Henne in. But to be positive, glass half full here. Baker showed progression, and that's he something did. he hasn't done he in since. I mean, he had his his rookie year, and you can argue he's been not progressing at all whatsoever like none just his acting career and and commercials but um he progressed through the season and that's a good sign for us so Baker's progressing and this is the first offseason that we're not talking about a coach and a quarterback we should not talk about a coach and a quarterback this offseason we got our coach we got our quarterback let's move on which is a good feeling that's a good feeling yeah a lot of reasons to look up for the Browns moving forward uh speaking specifically about the game our defense needs Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit back ASAP. And Greedy, Greedy might not Greedy might not play ever again though. I've heard he's got he's got nerve damage, so it's not just like an injury can come back from. No, him. I mean he can play one game and two games later he can take a shot and he could be out for a prolonged period again. He he might be he might be honorary. He might you know he might he yeah. might be a, a deep assistant D back coach. That's but that dude that defense was just. I don't and like I I don't I don't know man Joe Woods uh, I don't I don't know what his game plan was some of the times like in like the yeah. situational downs I don't know what he was telling his guys or if his guys were just like new like but the Browns got absolutely destroyed in the slot yeah. um, the slot cornerbacks of the Browns are trash I'm sorry I know they're out there like working their ass off but that fourth down play with Tyreek Hill. I've never seen a corner get burned so bad on a, on like a yeah. two-step route. That he was 20 yards away from Tyreek Hill before the plate started. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know what you're doing. It's a short-yarded situation. Why are you not manning up the best player? Like some, it was just Joe Woods is so – I watch him call a defense, and it's the most boring thing I've ever seen. There's no deception. There's, there's, no, there's no aggression. There's, there's nothing that would have me feeling confident in Joe Woods moving forward that he's still our defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's a big one. And I understand, I understand that. And I think it comes back to me that we haven't had consistency in the Browns organization in like 30 years, it seems like. I, if, if Kevin Stefanski, who I trust with my life, says Joe Woods is our defensive coordinator, I trust him, that I'm with it. 
you know, I, I don't want to bring in a new guy with a new scheme for, yeah, like, let's just, I, I'm, I'm in the group. Let's just one more year. You know, we didn't have the talent. Our defense was not good straight up. Very, very untalented. Yeah. You know, and I feel like he was the DB's coach in San Francisco. And when that defense was nasty, it's because they had such a sick front four. They could, dude, they could have sent three guys and got to the quarterback. So they were more conservative calling in the secondary because their, their, their front four could just rush the quarterback. This year at the Browns, a little bit different because our, set, our, our back end of the secondary was awful. So now he can't really send a lot of pressure because he doesn't trust the guys to man up or play any kind of uh, solo defense. So then we have to run more conservative play calling, which sucks. But that's why, like, let's just see. Yeah, I, I, let's just see. I agree with you. I think the personnel is why we say let's see. But Connor's right. Like, I mean, even back to the Pittsburgh game, he just rushed three and just dropped back. Like yeah. that's all it was was rush three, drop back, and, and then we, just we, we we don't have the guys to be able to do that. We got to yeah, set so pressure. I, we gotta I agree. get we get Del, get Del Pitt back, and I think for anything we need to find a running mate for Miles Garrett. I mean, it, the do. dude's the best in the game, but I mean he gets triple teamed, and like no one they're not even yeah. worried about the rest. Like and also I I think COVID really did a number on him. He's he, yeah. he yeah. said like he was having trouble breathing, and even though that was a few weeks ago, like you could t- you could tell it was still taking a toll on him. Yeah, but I think we got to address the secondary and get a running mate for Miles. Someone to the point where, like, teams can't afford to triple team him. Like, you yeah. saw the formations where they were split out wide. He was, like, eight feet away from somebody. He was all the way on the outside, and all they did was just double team him. They weren't yeah. worried about anybody else on the line. Not worried at all. Yeah, and it, it's unfortunate because you've got guys in the middle, uh, Ogunjobi and Richardson. They're solid. They're very good interior defenders. But they cannot get a pass rush. No, they and Olivia Good run stoppers. It, yeah, and it stinks that Olivia Vernon went out because Claiborne and Gustin, some backup DNs, like they're very serviceable DNs. But we needed we needed Vernon in that game, and it, and it showed. Um, I want to get you guys thoughts on the Chad Henney third and fourteen scramble. Good for him. Yeah, it's just, I don't know I mean, what else to say. No, I, no, I don't really no, no, no. I don't know what else to say. It was horrible. How can you let that? I, I think you got to send pressure there. In my opinion, you that's what I'm saying. It's third and fourteen. This dude hasn't played. What are you doing, sitting back and covering? And especially, you guys see the screenshot of the guy. I think it was Johnson, number thirty-six. I could be wrong. Oh, MJ Stewart. MJ Stewart. Yep. At the at the first down marker, he was facing Henny before he took out of the pocket and continued to face him. Let him run 14 yards for the first down. Yeah, while guarding the wide receiver behind him. I, what are you doing? He's horrible. He he might be the worst player in football. Like, I want to see what his matting rating. It's is. it's crazy he's though because he had he led the team in interceptions this year. He stinks. I don't care. So it's the other the, the other part about that, the reason why the Chiefs won that game is because like I said, their situational football IQ and knowledge is amazing, and that's why I think Stefanski needs to get a little bit better at, which yeah. is fine because he's a first year coach. But Andy Reid, I guarantee you, him and enemy went into that play call and said, Henny, you're going to have a chance to scramble on this play. Yeah. If you don't yeah. find your first read, take off. They're not expecting it. Yeah. I think that's exactly what Kevin Stefanski will get better at and the team will yeah. get better yeah, at yeah, as but, we grow. Yeah. But I think that's exactly what Andy Reid and enemy were in his ear saying, yo, you want to you know what's really going to work on this play? Not the post route we're running you're going to be able to scramble because they're going to be man coverage down the field like they've been yeah. all game. 
and you're going to be able to take off and get us at a fourth and because they were they were fourth and five and under they were going for that. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't care what it. They were going to end that game because they didn't. They stopped the Browns and they knew they weren't going to stop the Browns again. Um, which is still another thing. The Browns went three and out after the interception. I didn't like the second down call on that. We didn't get much on the first, and then they ran it to Chubb off tackle. I didn't like that play. I did not like the no. run to Chubb. I, 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 I would I would have been I would have dropped back three yeah. straight times. We're I, passing I, I three definitely, straight times. See, also you think I don't blame Stefanski for not going for it on that fourth and nine. No, and like, I think it was the right, I think it was the right call. You can't, yeah, think, because also it's in his head. Five minutes left. Now I do I, I do have some issues with his uh, his timeout management in that second half. Oh, the yeah, challenge, the challenge, the challenge, challenge was challenge. awful. Challenge was awful. Lost timeout there. We only had one left. I get pumped back the ball to KC. They got Chad Henney, and we had Chad that we had the opportunity. Kevin Stefanski put his guys the opportunity to get one stop and give Baker the chance to win that game. And that third and 14 and that fourth and one couldn't do it. So I don't really blame Stefanski. I think it's something no. that, you know, like those are calls that you make based on your personnel and based on your team that specific season. And I, I don't blame him at all for that call necessarily. And I think that is something he's going to learn from and get better from here on out. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame him at all for punting on the four. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes was still in the game, you go for it on fourth and nine or whatever it was, yeah. you go for it. Right? Also, if, if, had, if Mahomes had Henny's in the game, if Mahomes is in the game, you go for it because Mahomes is going to get the football and he's going to – it's over. You're not getting yeah. it back. You're not getting it back. No, I'm with you. I, I think you just got – he's got to know that, man. Under, under five minutes in that type of football game, I'm I'm thinking four down territory anywhere on the field. Yeah, that's true. No, I, and I think yeah. that's where we underestimated uh, the Chiefs overall, uh, because like little did we know, regardless of Mahomes or not, that offense is still so deadly. And you got yeah. Mahomes or you got Reed and Bienemy calling that offense. I'm still nervous to give them the ball back. I want the ball in my hands for the last five minutes yeah, of the that's game. That's fair. That's fair. First down, yep. run the ball. Second down, run the ball. Third down, so I'm quick. Give it to Jarvis. Fourth down, if if you have it, still go for it. So yeah. I it, I think it's a learning experience. Like we said, it, it was an awesome weekend, a lot of fun. Stinks we can get the W, but I think um, there was definitely some missed opportunities out there, especially especially because I thought we played the better game for for a good portion of it. Yep. Can we can we talk about how I bet the rule next year is you can um, challenge and look into uh, lowering the helmet. Yeah, that's the, the NFL wants to talk about players. How do you miss you, that you, call? You can't, you can't challenge. Uh, How do you uh, miss that call? Rule. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Dumbest, dumbest rule I've ever witnessed in football is that touchback rule. How does the ball? Do, it, it's yeah. I oh my gosh, dude, that was brutal. Absolutely keep it, brutal. keep it with the offense, the twenty yard line, or literally any any fumble that is fumbled out of bounds is retained by the offense at that point. How right. come it goes out of the end zone? It, it's just as lucky. Like if fumbles a fumble, like you know what I'm saying? Like that's a yeah, as soon play as out most of the hands, of the there's no control over it. So why does someone get punished? It doesn't it, make it sense. makes no sense. And it it's I don't want to say we lost on that because like no, we, we still lost the we game. We did. No, we lost we on that. That was it. That was it. You're gonna have to have time sixteen ten. And then if you know, assuming the game unfolds the same way it did. Yeah, yeah that assuming game. that. Fair, fair enough. I, I will say though, I don't think we go into halftime sixteen ten. I think the Chiefs at least get a field goal. So because they still would have had a minute left, probably. They still would have had Mahomes, yeah. and they were going to score regardless out of that. Yeah. But to have sixteen points at the half against the Chiefs, and then get the ball to start the second half, which yeah, I would have been ecstatic. Uh, yeah, it, it, that, that was just it was just demoralizing. And I, but I love from the Browns though is that they didn't give up. 
right. Baker it led beautiful. the charge. They didn't give up. We were down 19-3 at half, and they didn't stop. We brought the game, brought, brought the game back. We we got some luck with Mahomes getting out, which again, I hope he's okay. Wish no ill will. Obviously, it, it is it, even though it benefited the Browns to see him leave. It still sucked to see him leave. Yeah, you know for sure. But. All right. Before before we get into our last segment to the booth, we let, let's just get want to just give some quick predictions on this this week's games. Just like we're, we 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 don't got to spend a long time. Just like you know, yeah, some, some game picks. All right. So we got Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs minus three. What do you guys think? I, if you like the Chiefs from a Glocksmith betting perspective, if you like the Chiefs, take them minus three. Because soon as Patch, I'm telling you, from what Jay Glazer said on on Colin Cowherd. Patrick Mahomes will pass concussion pr- protocol because it was he got knocked out during the game, but not via concussion, via uh, like a chokeout situation with his artery getting blocked. Mm-hmm. So Patrick Mahomes yeah. will be back. So if you like Chiefs minus three, take them right now. This line will go up <laughs> to five or six the second Mahomes news comes out. So take Chiefs minus three if you like them now. And then for Packers at at Bucks minus four is it's a uh, it's, I think it's the right line with the Packers being at home. Now, it's interesting because the Bucks blew the Packers out last time yeah. they played. And the, the linebacker for the Bucks already mentioned that in his post-game press conference. So, I think the Packers-Bucks is going to be a hell of a game. Yep. Uh, we're going to see the two, two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it go after it. I, yeah. I think this game's a toss-up. I have no clue what's going to happen. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm going to take uh, – this is tough. I, I, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus three. I think being at home, they have the experience – I, the Bills are a great team. They're going to be great for a while. But just the way they played the last two weeks is a little alarming. The Chiefs, again, great situational defense with the Chiefs. Tyron Matthew, that dude could be a Super Bowl MVP. Like, oh, my gosh, he's unreal. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Chiefs minus three, and I'm going to stick with my with my before the playoffs predictions. I'm taking the Bucks, man. I think it's going to be Chiefs-Bucks Super Bowl. I think the Bucks come in. I think they shock the Packers. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. It's going to come down to the last drive. Who gets the ball last? I think Tom Brady and the Bucks get it done. Yeah, I'm not talking about any other game or any other team, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They 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 do it all. They go all the way. So I think it'll be a, a State Farm Super Bowl. State Farm. Ah, I, so I didn't even think about that. Yeah, State yeah, Farm. State Farm's gonna be so hype. <laughs> They're like so hype. <laughs> all right. Now the third segment. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. The uh, the the Browns Chiefs Hollywood Higgins fumbling the touchback rule and the no targeting and the non-review and all that BS. Well, we got a new segment for you guys. It's called to the booth. Now we got some picks for things that we want to we we would want to go back in time and review, take it to the booth and get more conclusive evidence on something. So, Sean, why don't you start us off? What is your first to the booth pick? So, I'm only saying this because I know she doesn't listen, but I am going back on every argument with my wife where she has claimed that I've said something or I have not said something for further review because I would be 10 out of 10, 100%. (laughs) I would win every single one because I know I said it. I'm about to send this episode to Dana. Just, just please don't, please don't. (laughs) Or there will be two of you recording next week. And I will not be around. But I am. I'm going to the booth on all of them. Everyone. Right. Every. I'm right every single time. I've been right. I don't. I don't say this to her. Obviously, for my life reasons. But I'm right 
every single time. Just throwing it out there. Well, all right. Fair enough. Connor, what about you? What are you taking to the booth? I'll take it to the booth. My college home run. Uh, it Ayo. was it wasn't controversial at all. I got in, you know, late game situation after we were we were romping a team. It was my sophomore year, still fringe starter kind of stuff. But I hit a home run, and people like to discount it as only going so many feet. All I know is that that shit went over the fence. That's all that matters. That's yeah. all that matters. That's all that matters. It went over the fence. It was a home run. I ran around the bases really fast because I didn't know it was a home run originally. So that's, that's why I'm taking back to the booth to show everybody exactly how far it went over the fence, where it went over the fence, and then yeah. your boy hit a home run. Okay. You got to get you got to get the proper measurement, you know? Is it a first yeah. down or not? You know, how far did this really yeah, go? Exactly. People said the fence was only 300, but the fence was like 315. No. With, with with a high fence, it was a high oh, fence. Yeah. So I'm like, it easily went. It had it gone like 320, 3, 330 at least. Yeah, so we got to replay that. Yeah, and get like the – yeah, we'll have to get the, the sports cast, stat cast trajectory, all the, all the data <laughs> yeah. on that one. I like that. All right. My pick to the booth. I want to go back and review Kevin Durant's birth because I don't mm. believe that he is a human being. I think he's a demigod. And I need to go back and make sure that this man was actually born from two human beings because I just don't believe it. This dude does on the things this man does on a basketball court is comparable to it's comparable to like God. Make, I just got the image in my head. <laughs> I just got the image in my head of Nolan under the booth and then turning and running. Yep, Kevin Durant and like doing the sign for the first down. Like, yep, yeah, after, human. After review, <laughs> like, after review. the field is confirmed. He is a Kevin human. Durant. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Durant. <laughs> that's what I'm um, going to make to review because I just yeah, dude's unreal. Dude's unreal. You, same thing for LeBron too, honestly. But yeah. Um. So my next one would be so back in like 2000. I don't know, like nine, ten. I got into a car accident, right? Yeah, my fault. Okay. My fault. Rear-ended the car in front of me. I was trying to switch lanes to get over to the right. And I'll never forget, the dude was looking at me. I'm looking at him like, look, can I get over? Like, he, you're purposely going next to me. I was more paying attention that way. Looked in front of me. Too late. Hit the brakes. Boom. Crushed the car in front of me. Ugh. But everyone there was like, he was speeding. He was speeding. I want to review that because I don't feel like I was speeding. I just wasn't paying attention to what was in front of me. And it's bothered me. And it was an 89 Buick. So, like, I couldn't go that fast anyways. <laughs> you know, it was 2009. I got, like, a 20-year-old car. So, I would just like to take that to the booth and really get a feel for my speed. Don't think I was Fair speeding. That, I want to review that, that. that. That's a productive review. I feel, uh, like yeah. that, I feel like that one would end up being a – Call on the field stands type of situation. Wow, it's just, it's just inconclusive, inconclusive, yeah, inconclusive. inconclusive. If, but if, like, they, if they called it a car, uh, you know, an accident, and your fault in the first try, like it's hard to reverse it. You know, yeah, I feel like it's one of those where like there was too many bodies on the goal line to like not tell if he crossed or not. So right. they're just gonna go with what was on the field. So that that challenge, I might lose. The first one, I'm winning all of them. This one. I, yeah, that, it's, it's, it's a legitimate it's, review. It's, yeah, yeah. I want to review it. Speaking of winning challenges, my next one, where I'm going to the booth, just like my first one, it was a great feat, feat of strength, really showing off my athletic ability. But I would like to review every single one of my 320-yard-plus drives I've had in my life, <laughs> specifically one I had at Fowler's Mill. Now, I was playing with Jack Williams, great friend of the show, 
And we were on, if anyone's ever played at Fowler's Mill, up back up in Cleveland area, there's this hole that is a huge dogleg right. Like you're supposed to lay up or you can even hit driver straight. It's such a huge dogleg right. And there's this massive lake on your right. Mm. And if you tie and tee off from the tee box and you want to, you want to big balls it, go to the green, it's 325 to land it on the other side of the lake and 340 to the green. So Jeez. I said, I was feeling good that day. My God. My drive was on the, on fire. And I said, dude, screw this layup. Like I'm just blasting one over this lake. Hell yeah. So I hit it over the lake and no splash, no nothing. I see this thing land, right? We go try and find it. And like I said, the green was 340. Guess what? We never found the ball. It wasn't oh, in the hole. So, okay. Ipso facto, my drive was like 350, 60 yards into the woods beyond the green. Never found it. So, so you, I'd like to get a review to try and find belted. that ball. You think you okay. belted that I thing. think I belted this ball. Now, there was a cart path involved, so it, it still could have landed <laughs> 350 at the cart path That's and true. then bounced into the woods, but we never found this ball. And we looked for a long time. I know Jackson uh. remember the story. So, it, Please confirm it via Twitter or however you'd like to, Jack. But to this day, that ball went 340 in the air, maybe 350. I don't know where it is to this okay. day. Can, can Jack, like Jack, please confirm that somehow? Yeah, we need, we need this. Ooh, you're out here talking about hitting bombs because I, bomb. I need someone to confirm that. Since, since then, I've shortened up my string a little bit. I just try and go for 280, 300. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, we, we, okay. we, 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 uh, we need a fact checker again like uh, – uh, when when we had uh, our our dad on, I pays a PAT and and Sean fact checked him with the temperature. Yeah, yeah we we need to have that right. consistently. He yeah. was man, that was awesome. That was awesome. I'm not surprised. That was awesome. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next review, dude. I want to go back in time into McDonald's when their little corporate headquarters were having these little corporate meetings, and they were like, "Yeah, let's push out." Filet of fish sandwiches and McRibs, bro. What? <laughs> what? I mean, Who thought of these, dude? I've seen, oh, and honestly, gosh. TikTok. I mean, I would never eat these things a day in my life. And TikTok exposed them because, like, like McDonald's employees would just like take videos of like of them making these sandwiches, bro. They are nasty. The McRib is just like a slab of like tofu. That they it's just, all nasty. Oh God! It's so and like McDonald's is gross to begin with, but like I don't know, their chicken nuggets hit. And the oh, filet of fish, bro, you should never uh, get slapped. Oh my know, God! Man. I want to go back. I want to see who made the, whose ideas those works. I want to slap them in the face. Damn, yeah. that's hey, that's great. No, that might have been your best take ever on this. Thank podcast. you. I appreciate that. That was good. Thank you. All right, so, Sean, what's your, what's your last one? <laughs> what are you taking right. to the booth? I'm taking to the booth. And Nolan, when we talked a little bit before and he gave me some insight on yours, it, it, it got my gears going. Yeah. And I want to see if there was excessive celebration for one of the greatest inventions ever. And that's the Netflix skip intro button. <laughs> so I want to see in the room because you know, this, like, this is how I envision it in my mind. Nice big oak wood table. 20 chairs around all black leather obviously yeah. all right i like that uh, and you know scene. nothing on the table besides like a phone and i'd like to think the guy who like everyone would tell to just shut up like spoke up and was like hey what if we have like a skip intro button because no one gives a shit about the intro and then i like to think there was a moment of silence 
and everybody went nuts. They just were like, dude, you're a fucking man. Like it just, <laughs> just the room erupted, papers flew in the air. Um people were standing on chairs. That's what I like to think. And they're like, this is gonna change it. Cause it's 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 one of the best inventions besides like the popcorn button on the microwave. Right? Well, like I, I, whoever I, I, thought I, of that is like they like it had to have been excessive celebration. Someone had to have been like, he, okay, start I, a flag. I feel much. like I feel like we experience that every week because whenever I actually say something smart that you guys agree with, you guys go crazy. You just killed my whole vibe. Yeah, what? <laughs> no. Dude. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Five minutes ago, you're saying it's a great thing you're ahead. Now, right now, you're dogging me. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't remember. But no, like that, that that's what I would want to go back. I would want to no, see. I, if, you, I'm with you. if you think about it, there's all these inventions that happen, these little things where like somebody spoke up in a room. Yeah, I like to think in that room when people really registered, like who wants to watch a whole 30 second intro, just skip it. Like the room erupted. Oh, some of them, you talk about narcos. It's like two and a half minute long intro. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Some of those Netflix originals are long. No, you're right though. Now I'm thinking about it. Like again, yeah, like some, some dude that everybody hates is like, Oh yeah, this. And you're just like, man, shut. Hmm. Yeah, and I, 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 like like to think, I like that. I like to think that the guy who thought of it, who threw that idea out, was like some intern on his way out, and no one liked him. Like, <laughs> it was the guy who chewed with his mouth open all the time. Like, it was that guy, you know? But Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, I would love to see that, too. You're right. Okay. All right, well... Those are things we would take to review. There's so many more. Oh my gosh, I could list these off for days, dude. But any, any other thoughts on a, a wild card weekend? Not wild card weekend, divisional round, championship round, anything like that? Any th- oh, also, George Springer to the Blue Jays. That's breaking news, by the way. Yard back. Oh. That. I didn't scoop it, but I saw it on ESPN, oh. so I'm going to claim it as a scoop. The Glocksmith actually actually notified me of. I got some inside sources with the Glocksmith. So, All right, so the okay. Glocksmith scooped it. So we got George Spring to the Blue Jays. We're gonna be talking baseball on a, a little bit. We're still, we're still a little ways away, but we're almost there. We're almost there. Almost there. Yeah, a couple a couple things to keep out on your radar for our fans out there. Uh, follow us on um, Facebook. We got a group that that Sean and Q started. Um, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. We're gonna work on trying to release some TikTok, some YouTube channels. So keep an eye out for that. And most importantly, rumor has it there might be some merch dropping pretty soon. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. So, might be rocking it. Give those give those five star likes on every platform: Apple, Spotify. <laughs> once we once we launch that YouTube. Uh, like I said, Gucci Man is giving us his green light to be great. So you will be hearing from Gucci Man's guide to greatness in the coming weeks, and we're looking forward to uh, to building this out. So hit us up, like us up, and keep coming back. Hell yeah. And for Connor and Sean, my name is Nolan. We will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>